Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So we're starting a, a new series, uh, Save My City. It's a uh, series on evangelism. And I've honestly never saw myself as an evangelist. And I'm like, man, this is probably one of the most uncomfortable areas for me to talk. Because I'm like, I don't know. I, don't, I never see myself just like telling random people. I saw myself as a discipleship maker. And so I went to the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay, what do you want me to talk on? He's like, well, what did we just, what did you just, what was our recent conversation? Like this specific one. I'm like, oh. Do you really want me to talk about that? Like, yes. And I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Can I talk about something else? Can I talk about money, please? I love talking about money. Nope. Can I talk about relationships? Nope. Okay. Okay. So, tonight's going to be good. <laughs> Um, what, what the Holy Spirit told me to speak on is on his rules, on his commandments. And it's, it's what's been lost in translation. The lie has twisted the commandments. You see like the greatest attacks on Christianity, the greatest attacks on God's kingdom are based around his laws and wanting to push against them. Jesus simplified the first five commandments under love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And he simplified the next five commandments as love your neighbor as yourself. And yes, that sounds, sounds all good. You're like, yeah, I could do that, but not really, right? Like, and honestly, when even praying about this, and like, I was like, what did I need to hear? What did I need to hear 10, 12, 14 years ago when I was going through a season of my life? And so that's what I'm going to share with you guys. I felt that the Bible was too constricting. I felt that the rules of God were basically meant to pull fun out of your life, and that's what God wanted for us. He wanted us to live a life of just meager obedience, nothing exceptional, nothing fun, nothing good. And... and I get not wanting to murder. I get stealing, right? There's some of these rules. I get that. Like, okay, yeah, I'm in agreement. But when you start going through the New Testament and you start reading these things, hey, you know, you, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. You shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. It's a covenant thing. That includes porn. That includes masturbation. That includes everything. That includes your thoughts. You don't, that's, I mean, it makes me uncomfortable, right? And it's like God would speak these things. And I'm like, oh, but that's not what I want to hear. That's not what I want to believe. And what about like getting drunk? I love a good beer. I love a good sip of whiskey. But am I making that an idol? Am I making that a habit of something that I go to instead of what I'm supposed to go to? I love eating. I absolutely love eating. Man. It's a good steak, you can't beat it. But you can eat too much. You can fall into gluttony. You can fall into these traps 
I don't want to like talk about this. And the world is like, why? Why are you limiting yourself from these things? Like, why, why not go out and, and have all the wine and have all the whiskey and the best steaks and have fun and go party? And then why are you also being generous? You don't need to be generous. You worked hard for that money at a job you probably don't like. You're working hard for this money, and now you're going to go and give it away? Don't do that. That doesn't make sense. Um, you know, just various things that I did not like about Christianity. <laughs> and then I'd find myself lawyering myself, and I'd be like, talk myself. I would like do these little lies Well, I'm like, well... Yeah, we're having sex, but I'm committed to her. Like, at least we're in a relationship. Yeah, you know what? I want to get married one day. I'm not just hooking up with strangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing these things. And you're just like, you can kind of lie and lawyer yourself down these paths. And then I would find that these lies would grow. They would take seed. They'd take hold. And so I remember even in college, I was like, why can't we allow gay people to get married? Like, well, why is that not? It's like, what, what is Jesus? Jesus wouldn't, like, force himself onto people. Why are we forcing ourselves onto people? And these lies would take root and grow and grow and grow. And, I mean, we're seeing it today with transgenderism, with the vaccine, with social media, all these areas. Where you're just like, well, you know, okay, I can kind of see some truth in this, but what's Right. Like, why are we forcing ourselves? I can believe what I believe. You can believe what you believe. And then in praying about this, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. He was like, well, really what it comes down to is the world blames you for my principles. The world blames you for how they feel when they do what they want to do. Because if they feel like if they could silence my voice, if they could silence my word, then maybe they wouldn't feel so empty when they're doing these things. If they could silence and just pretend it doesn't exist, then they can feel complete. The title of my message today is Love Rules. And the um, first point of my message is also love rules as a noun. I'm trying to keep it easy, you know. You know, same name, same title, same points. Less writing, you know, you don't get the hand cramps. For definition for love rules as a noun, it's a set of understood regulations or principles governing the conduct within a particular activity of, or sphere. And there's also, it's a control of or dominion over an area or of a people. And I love how Pastor Mike Connell last week in the video kind of set the stage. He set the atmosphere for me. And um, about, there's, there's two kingdoms at play, invisible kingdoms that we don't see. There's a kingdom of darkness of the earth. And then there's a kingdom of light, which is of heaven. And they're always fighting after territory. They're always fighting after who is going to dominate the land? Because at the end of the day, when you put these together, it's, it's set up like this. Who controls the, controls the rules controls the land, controls the people. So the, who, the law, who the laws reflect is what's the governing authority of the land. So if our laws stop reflecting Jesus, Jesus will not be governing our land anymore. And for 250 years, this country has made Jesus, has made the Bible the foundation that we're going to follow. And we've been a light. And imagine, and like, look what's happened over the last 250 years. I mean, we've gone to the moon. 
Like, we have, look at the planes, the cars, everything we've done. Imagine what 250 years from now would look like with everyone following the Bible, following the love of Christ versus following their own desires. Completely split trajectory there. And I, one of the things I want to focus on is I was very intentional about my use of love and my, and my point in my title, love rules. Because I don't, the God, obedience can have the wrong spirit behind it. Like obedience can be of the wrong spirit. You could be doing all the right things for the wrong heart and it's not gonna get you anywhere. You're gonna actually go back feeling just as miserable as the person who's not been following the laws. And then what happens is you follow in the wrong spirit and you follow for the wrong reasons. You're like, if I'm already miserable here, why not do the other thing? Because I'm gonna be miserable doing things that I wanna do, I guess. 1 John 4, 18 through 19 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Basically what John is saying in here is that you either operate out of fear or love. As a side note, I love the book of 1 John. I uh, had to translate this whole book to graduate uh, my Greek class. I took Greek in high school, and um, it literally, the, my final exam was translating 1 John chapter 4, and so I, I really like this chapter, so I'm gonna be preaching out of it tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, but chapter 4 is broken into two sections. It's one, you're testing this every spirit, and God is love. Understanding those two sides. And then when... Um, the Old Testament theology was a fear-based obedience. From Jonah to Jeremiah, even in our current re readings, it's like, repent or this is going to happen. You're going to get demolished. Repent or. And so many people live in there today. And my goal, my, what I'm believing is going to happen, is that there's going to be a shift in insight, shift in per uh, perception on how to follow and how to live in obedience. An example of this is like driving on the freeway or driving anywhere. Like you're only going to follow the laws if you don't want a ticket. Like, I mean, I, I'm, the other day I got to church in like 22 minutes, and that's, according to Google, should not happen. <laughs> but there's not that many co cars out or cops out at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. But, um... But it's, it's one of those things, it's, it's a fear-based. Like, ticket, getting a ticket is fear-based. You don't want to have to pay a $500 fine. Right, right. First John 2, 7-8 says, Beloved, I'm writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and, and in you, because... The darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. John is reiterating what Jesus has already said many times, is that it's about the heart. The old laws aren't about the external, aren't about the action. It's about the heart of the issue. You know, if you hate your brother, it's the same as murder, right? If, if, and if you think about someone... You lust after someone, it's the same as sleeping with them. It's, it's about the heart, who you are, the intent. But what I have come to learn through reading this, it's about operating 
Fear versus love. It goes back to that. In the, um, it's like this I have to versus I get to mentality. It's like, I have to do this. Oh, I have to keep my thoughts in check. Oh, I, I have to obey this. Oh, I have to. But when you can understand that you get to, that there is a power, that there's something on the other side of it, that I get to do this, that there is like a, a supernatural element will be on your life when you realize that it becomes an I get to. So this message like dropped in my spirit a few weeks ago and I was, I was standing there in awe of God. I, um, I had a bad day. I had a bunch, a bunch of my investments were crashing with this, everything else in the stock market. And I was looking at it and I was like, God, I, I can't do this. Like I, we've had a rough year, but I just, I don't want to lose anything else. Can you, can you help me? And I started just talking to him and he's like, yeah. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I want to make my day a zero instead of a negative five grand. And I was like, well, then I was like, okay. I was like, what do I need to do that? I was like, actually, Holy Spirit, just fall on me for a yes and pull away from me from a no. Because I was in the middle of prayer. His presence was thick. And I was like, should I buy calls or puts, buying options? And I was like, puts, his presence. I was like, ooh. I was like, cool. I was like, okay, what price should I buy? And I just I saw a number like 280. Okay. Or then I was like, oh, no, 267. Like, that's the, like, where I should be looking to sell. And then I was like, okay, God, how many should I buy? I was like, maybe like 10 or so. And then look at the numbers, and the Holy Spirit's like, no, buy 100. Trust me. And I'm like, ooh, that's like, you know, it's like 20 grand. Do you really want me to put 20 grand to trust you? He's like, well, you asked for my help, right? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then sure enough, he's like, set this price. You're going to sell this price and walk away. Don't look. And that's what I did. And, I, and then I went to go pick up Jace from school. And I looked and I was like five cents away from that sales price. And I was like, sell, sell, sell. But God, there's faith. There's grace, right? We'll go over that a little bit later. But at the same time, I was sitting there. I was like, God, you really care about the details. And I was like, and it's amazing that I can hear your voice about something so like insignificant compared to the world. Like this five grand isn't going to make or break us. It's, it's, on, it's, it's a speed bump. It's inconvenient. But it mattered to you because it mattered to me. And I was like, why is that? And I clearly heard, he's like, because you love my rules. And I was like, I do. And I went on my knees and I was like, God, I thank you for these rules that I used to hate. These rules that I used to like not want to be a Christian because I don't want to have to follow all these things. Now I'm sitting here, I'm like, I can't believe the life I get to live because I follow all these things. Because I take hold of his commandments, I I get to own them as part of my own. I've come to realize that when you own a commandment, it's an opportunity. When you come into that line, should I sin? Should I entertain that thought? Or should I just remove it? You don't have to operate out of a fear of what's going to happen. But you can say, you know what? If I hold on to the commandment and I stick with the truth, it gives me a deeper access to who my king is. You actually find yourself getting more intimate with God. You find yourself obeying. 
abiding in God in a new way. And if, if you're here and you're like, I want to hear God in a new, deeper way, I can sit there and I'll ask you, are you following his commandments? Are you doing what he's asking you to do? Because unless you are doing what he's asking you to do, because and it's coming to your mind right now, you know what he's asking you to do. But if you really want to hear from God, do what he asks, because he wants to show up. He wants to speak to you. He wants to give you the best life you've ever had. What I thought for so long that I was like missing out on being a Christian through college, and I was like, to be fair, I was a really obedient kid. I was a good kid, but it was all fear-based. I was fearful in everything I did. But if I always had those thoughts of like, man, I'm missing out. Oh, I'm missing out on this. I'm missing out on that. And what I've come to realize is that I, if I did those things, I would be missing out, missing out on the God outcome, missing out on his purpose, missing out for my destiny, missing out on my calling. And so the enemy is going to come in with these lies saying, hey, no, it's okay. Oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Because he wants to distract you. He wants to get you off that God calling. That's the only way you're going to get fulfilled in your life. The only, God has given each of us a purpose. And the only way we can be fulfilled and excitement and like energetic to go after the day is when we're walking in that purpose. And the only way we can walk in that purpose is to follow his commandments and hear him and be on a new level of communion. This is exactly why God has rules in the first place. Because, um, actually, uh, have you guys seen the movie Next? It's a very, like, Nicolas Cage movie 2007, like, very Nicolas Cage in every aspect of it. Well, if you guys haven't seen it, so Nicolas Cage has this ability to see how everything is going to pan out because he can live every life first. He can make every decision, see how it turns out, and then go back to the beginning. He's like, oh, I don't want to make that because this is how it turns out. I don't want to make this decision because this is how it turns out. Well, that's what God did for us. And he was like, actually, I'm going to give you these rules because I know how the life is going to turn out if you don't follow them. I'm not going to add to these rules. I'm not going to take away from these rules. But I want you to be fulfilled. And that's only going to happen unless you hold on to these. You put them in your heart. You embrace them. You hold them. You give them a bear hug and say, I'm not letting go of you because I know my destiny determined, is determined by it. And... Um, we cannot love these rules, though, if it wasn't for my next point. Because we need to love these rules, but there's something missing. We can't do it on our own. So point number two is love rules, if you haven't guessed it. <laughs> but I'm using rules as a verb here. <laughs> so love exercises ultimate power and authority over an area or its people. Love is the ultimate power, is the ultimate authority. In you know, 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. Right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all these things. And we inherently know that there is like this, this darkness and light. We just feel it. God wired it into our DNA. And this is why we love movies like you know, Lord of the Rings, right? 
like where you see the light coming and you're just, everything is like rooting for it. And you could, it could be watching it for the 10th time and you're still rooting for it because you know inside that light must win. Light must overcome darkness. And that light is love. First John, actually, can I get keys? Sorry, Jared. First John 2, 1 through 2. My little children, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. For he is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the entire world, or sins for the whole world. Propitiation is like an atonement or uh, reparation. So, you know, if you go and you crash someone's car, or you go and you, you know, you steal their livestock or something along those lines. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, I follow the rules. I don't know what the people do. No, <laughs> no, but like you, like, okay, I'll give you a great example. If you go out hunting and you mistake a cow for a deer and you shoot this cow thinking it's a deer, there are consequences that you have to pay. There is laws in the book that you actually have to pay market value for the cow that you shot because you took its life, because you made a mistake. The same thing is with us. We've made mistakes and there is a price that had to be paid. And love said, you know what? I see that price, but I will pay it. We cannot love rules, the rules of God, without love ruling and taking out this, this, this debt that we owe. Jesus Christ gave it all for us. He, he, he was, he, God is like, you know what, I need to come down. It has to be me. It has to be the best version of me. I'm gonna send Jesus, my son in human form. And then we have Jesus. And he's going to live the life. He's going to live perfectly. He's going to love my laws. He's going to own them. And then he's going to have to give everything up. He's going to have to take beating after beating, bruise after bruise. And then I'm going to resurrect him. After he bears that sin and pays that price, I'm going to resurrect him. Because you guys and your futures are too valuable to not let that happen. The future of every child, of every person, of every soul is too valuable to let it go off and to follow that. The, what the world sees is like, oh, this is what we want to do. This is, this is the life we want to live. But instead, he's like, I need to help them follow my laws. I need to empower them. So not only am I going to cleanse them, I'm going to give them my, my spirit on them. So not only do they, can they are seen as righteous, but now they have the authority and the power to when thoughts come in, when the demons come and afflict, you can say, no, get out of my head in Jesus' name, and it is gone. That you, can, you don't have to feel the pressure. You don't have to feel the weight because it is not on your own strength anymore. It is not on your own ability. I love love dominates, but I really wanted to keep it simple with love rules. So my, uh, you know, it's love dominates this, this area. But I love what God has done for us because he's went through and he says, hey, I gave everything so you no longer have to fear punishment. 
So now your obedience isn't out of a fear of punishment. And when it's not out of a fear of punishment, it's out of a love of getting to get to know me. This is the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice for relationship. Because if we can get relationship, then they can hear my voice. And if they can hear my voice, they can get to know their calling. They get to, they get to know why I created them. They get to know their purpose, their future, what they can go after. They can see how they're going to impact. They're gonna, they can see the cells, the unique giftings I put on side of them but they have to it has to be from a love-based motivation not a fear-based motivation if you go from a fear-based motivation it's all about right and wrong it's about approval it becomes performance you could be doing the exact same thing for this reason and this reason and you have one person will be disappointed because there's a performance behind it. And the other person will be fulfilled because the relationship with God is behind it. Right now, as we uh, start coming to a close, what the world needs to know, like what, how we save our city is through this, our excitement around following rules. I mean, I've been very excited about breaking rules my whole life. But I've learned to appreciate the power of following these. And I'm excited to, hey, we get to do the right thing by God. Not what the government's saying, but by God. I get to do it right by his name, what he wants, because I know who that makes me. I know what I am becoming. It's how we get fulfilled, how we push out all the emptiness. And it's the only way. It really is the only way. And our city needs to know the good news, right? So they, they hear this and they're like, that's great, loving rules that helps give fulfillment. But what, what, right? Well, that's when we come with the good news is that you actually don't have to pay the price for failing. You get to go after it. It's like, kind of like bungee jumping, where you're just running after a cliff, jumping, and then you have something that's gonna catch you every time. But you have to attach the bungee cord. You have to go after Jesus Christ, and you have to make you say, you are my savior, and as long as I have my savior attached to me, when I jump off, I will always be caught. It doesn't matter if I jump off a hundred times, I may fall every time. I might go straight down and feel a little bit of excitement, a little bit of crazy fear. But at the same time, I know who's gonna catch me because it is not on my ability. It's not on my ability to succeed, not on my ab ability to do the right thing. It's on what he has done. And we get to just hold on to Jesus Christ, hold on to God and get to know him. Like, this, the example I gave about the trading was nothing to do about money. It was all about God saying, I'm here. You, I paid for everything. And you follow my rules because you want to abide in me. You want to be in me, and I want to be in you. Let's build this together. I am here with you. But you can't have that unless you first accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to say, you know what, God, 
I've been doing this out of fear, but I wanna do this out of love. I wanna get to know Jesus Christ. I wanna get to know who you are. And if that's you here today, if you wanna have that bungee cord of Christ on your life, go ahead and raise your hand. I see those hands, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God is there for you. He wants to catch you every time. He knows you would fall without him. It doesn't matter to him. He wants to see you jump. He wants to see you come after him. He wants to see you do what you can, embrace him like you can. Let's just try to wrestle. Just wrestle me like Jacob, and I will take care of you. If you guys raise your hands, you go ahead and put them down. Thank you, guys. If everyone um, could repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned, and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my life as my Lord and Savior, as my advocate. Help me love your rules by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's put our hands together for you guys who raised your hand. Everyone can go ahead and stand. Um, for you guys that raised your hand, we have our altar call team over here, our response team, and they want to pray with you. They want to equip you for this next step. They want to equip you for, hey, what do you do when these things come up? And they have a book, they're going to pray, and they're going to help you get connected so that you don't have to do it on your own. But for everybody else, if you're anything like me, you've been in obedience because of fear for too long. And you want to say, you know what, no longer that, I'm going after love. So you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for coming in, infiltrating every soul in this building, every thought in this building, that your love comes in, that they no longer have to perform, they no longer have to meet the requirements, but Lord, they get to run after you. And as they run after you, Lord, I thank you for giving them thoughts and downloads of who they are, unlocking the giftings that you have hid inside of them. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for newfound freedom in this place, newfound hearing of your voice, that Lord, that everybody who chooses you will see you in a new way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.